0: Welcome back to another episode of Sports Bar Jockeys, everybody. Uh, it's Rem and Cabbage here with you for another episode. Uh, there's so much to talk about today, Cabbage, so why don't you just get us started?
1: All right, WB season, full swing. <clears throat> Is that I, a, a pun? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize. Uh, I guess so. <clears throat> I'm just that corny. I just don't even. I just have puns without even realizing. Uh-huh. Well, most of this content is from what we had planned to do a March tenth podcast, but with the uh, five a.m. Japan games, you kind of exhausted yourself out there.
0: Oh yeah, I've been I've been a uh, a loyal fan of baseball. Watching these games, getting up early, staying up late, getting up early, staying up late until. Last night, of course, which kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in our plans because of what we had to witness. But Uh uh, I don't know, really, as far as WBC, there's really only two things I wanted to say. So was there anything you wanted to say about WBC?
1: Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, We'll stick on the uh, topic of Japan. Um, For the Japan-China game, check this out, Rim. Uh Uh-huh. 47% 47% of Japanese households turn, tuned in for the Japan versus China game.
0: That's amazing.
1: That is half the country
0: that's supporting amazing. their team. That's, that's amazing.
1: That's an insane stat. The American baseball in Japan is very, very big.
0: And I know you wanted to talk about Mazataki. Oh, shoot. Then I actually have four things to talk about because I think I wanted to cover two different things with Japan. The first thing was I said to you earlier about uh, Japan having literally the easiest – like route to the championship game as Mm -hmm. like humanly possible. I mean, if you look at pool A and Pool B, they're so weak that Japan is literally levels above any of the other teams in pool B in pool A and B. Like the other seven teams are the equivalent of I guess double A major league teams almost, because they have like triple A and single A players mainly. I would say they're the equivalent of double-A teams, whereas the Japan team is an almost MLB all-star team, like, borderline. So it's, like, really unbalanced, and you saw that in some of the games. There were some teams that were towards the middle of the pack that were able to absolutely demolish and blow out the teams at the bottom, but Japan just superseded every single one of them. Like, they are just so much better, and I don't know if they did that on purpose, but japan's the only country that really is good in any sense uh, across the across the sea there so uh, all the good teams are here in our side of the water and either in like south america or you know central america or north america basically so that's pretty much all i wanted to say about that part is just like i feel like japan has such a huge advantage uh, advantage over yeah all the other teams so yeah, that's cool, though. Like, that was the other part of what I wanted to say with that same thing is I do think that it is great to get that kind of exposure to the entire world, like to have baseball really be an international worldwide sport and just to have that kind of support. Like, I don't know if you want to comment on this, Cabbage, because I think you watched some of the early games, too. The early games, the fans were so engaged with what Bro. was going on. Like, Bro, it was the like the World Series. Game.
1: For- the Dominican every- Republic game. It's it's like soccer crowds just getting into
0: it, bro. I love it. Yeah, like I Japan love and China it. and Taiwan, like all those. Like it was insane. Mm-hmm. Like to see how their fans were during a baseball game. Like that's so awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. It shows so, this like, shows just how spoiled we kind of really are over here. Oh, because yeah. I would say probably the most hyped uh, stadium to play in in America in MLB
0: would be. Philly. Yeah, yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. And, and that place was rocking during the playoffs, like from the very beginning, but like, yeah. I still can't even compare it to like how those stadiums were like, it was almost the same vibe. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. It was is playoff. Like, atmosphere. Regular games yeah. are like absolute, like playoff atmospheres, like mm-hmm. from these other countries. And then you watch a game like the one that was just on a little bit ago with uh great Britain and uh, Colombia, And there's nobody there. And the people that are there aren't even saying anything <laughs> like it's they don't care,
1: bro. At all. bro one of the biggest the, the reports I've been seeing the most about when it comes to WBC mm. are how horrible the Great Britain gray uniforms are. Oh, they're terrible. They're absolutely. But terrible. still, though, the uniforms are getting more coverage than, say, Mexico knocking off the U.S. last night. That's
0: true. Yeah. The uniforms have been all over the news. Now, the red ones today look pretty fire. Except they, they said about how there were some mistakes on them. <laughs> oh, were over. there? Yeah, of course, there's always in uniform mishaps here with Great Britain all of a sudden.
1: Well, I mean, they got like the lowest bud baseball budget. Yeah. Like, I think the Netherlands have more money because they're so invested in cricket, the UK uh, uh, is. Yeah. Probably the same with Australia, didn't they? Don't they have a team? I haven't even seen them on the lineup
0: um sorry there was just a dang near grand slam on tv for puerto rico they are shelling israel right now (laughs) it's nine nothing dude Mm -hmm. i mean it is just a slaughterhouse it's gonna be a mercy rule obviously but yeah what what are uh, the ground rules for the mercy rule in this uh tournament so i think you have to be up by like 15 runs for it to end in five innings they're only up nine but for seven innings you have to be up ten so if it's in one more inning, if this game it goes to the seventh and the seventh inning ends after the sixth, then it's a 10-run deficit, then they'll just call the game. So that's pretty much what's been happening in quite a few instances. But uh, before I forget, I did want to say one more thing about Japan because you know how I've been feeling about this one guy on Japan. So obviously Shohei's been stealing the show, but every time I watch Japan, I notice this absolute beast that they have and I I mean I knew his name because he just got signed to an MLB team really recently and I didn't know much about him but after watching his at-bats and watching him in the WBC this dude is going to be a superstar I'm and I'm talking about Masataka Yoshida the uh, Japanese outfielder who is uh, a guy that just got signed by Boston Red Sox this is going to be his rookie year in Major League Baseball. He had ridiculous stats over in Japan. One of the best pure hitters in, the, in their entire you know, country. I mean, there's proof that he's on their national team and, and making a huge impact batting fifth and cleanup. So, I mean, Masataka Yoshida is one of the best contact hitters I've seen in a while. I mean, mm. he is a pure contact hitter a base hit machine i mean this dude is gonna be an impact player from day one and i just want you guys to keep your eyes peeled because i would not be surprised if this dude makes boston uh actual because they lost devers right team. mediocre team i'm saying like they're not gonna be a playoff team but yeah. but at least like mediocre at least a respectable team that's what yeah. i was looking for but th- didn't boston lose devers No, they kept Devers, lost Bogarts. Oh, lost Bogarts.
1: Okay. Yeah. So he's basically Bogarts replacement. It'll be Devers and uh, Mazataki as one and two in their batting average for the year.
0: As far as their most productive hitters, yeah, I mean, I would say Devers one, Ishida two, most likely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're they just they're they have at least two superstars now. I mean, that's what they had before, so they're right back where they started. And it, people were talking a lot of shit about how much they were paying Masataka Ishida, but like after seeing him play and how much potential he has, I'm like, bro, if he's worth it, yeah. I mean, everybody should have been wanting that guy. Like, should have been a bidding more. Like Judge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, it's it, it's relative to what he's doing in Japan. Like, obviously, when he comes here, he might not be as productive. But I still could see him worst, worst, worst case scenario being a two hundred and eighty hitter. But even that's respectable.
1: Yeah, two eighty is really respectable.
0: I I expect him to hit over three hundred, but two eighty is worst case scenario for for him.
1: I mean, in that division, facing the Yankees as much and the well, Orioles, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, because they don't face it as much as much. But
0: everybody's gonna pretty much play this all the teams as far as like what I and if Boston has
1: a losing record going halfway at into the end of the All Star break, you'll get like some fourth, fifth, uh, fifth rotation pitchers for a lot of games because people don't really see you as much of a threat. So two eighty is pers- definitely reasonable.
0: Yeah, I think personally that's worst case scenario for him, but I see him doing better. And like honestly, it's going to be interesting with the way that they change the schedule. Didn't that did that take effect this year or is that next
1: year? Yes, yeah, this year.
0: Okay, so teams like the Phillies, Braves, and Mets are all going to be hundred point teams now because yeah. they don't have to play each other as much. So, like, you'll you'll, you'll still have the
1: Marlins creeping up in the 70s, maybe the 80s this year. They
0: could even be a 500 team. Yeah. Like, that's easily the most powerful top-heavy division in baseball. But then that article I was sending you earlier. Yeah, the Nationals
1: um, really bring it down.
0: Yeah, Nationals bring it down. That's why the AL East, this is why I'm saying it, is because the Red Sox are obviously way better than the Nationals. But I still... They're not a bottom-feeder team. Like, they're not that bad. I mean, they'll no. be a respectable team, and they'll still be the worst team in that division. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, that, the, the yeah. worst team in the AL East is the, is the Red Sox, and they're still going to be super yeah. respectable. He, it, we, it was the Orioles for the longest time, see, but they were yeah, really, I mean, really on the up-and-up. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Yeah. They're going to prove last year wasn't a fluke, especially when they don't have to play the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Rays as much. So, but
1: am you remember the Colombia-Mexico game? Yeah. And I was like, bro, I love Mexico's hats. Yeah. And then they did what they did to Team USA last night. And you bought one. Uh, I'm, I might have to, bro. I love that green. And just green with that red bill. Oh, I might have to. Just out of respect, bro. <laughs> just out of respect. And speaking of that game last night and Team USA in general, I understand you had a uh, pretty in-depth uh, view on the pitching rotation. Yep. And you kind of blame of the manager. You care mm. to dive into that?
0: Yep. One of my other two points. So, yeah, um, the United States really disappointed me. Uh, obviously, we both have the opinion that more pitchers should have wanted to participate the WBC. And I kind of want to hear your take on that because I think it is worth at least talking about for a second before I get into what I was going to say because yeah. it does, you know, make sense. I mean,
1: like you said, Kershaw committed, but he got injured. So, that would mm-hmm. have been headliner number one, undisputed. And then who was it you were saying was Nester talking?
0: Nestor Cortez, same deal as, as Kershaw. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. And who was that you saying was uh, bitching, saying, oh, if it was at the All-Star break, I would have participated. And, and then he put the pitchers on blast, even though he's not participating. Who was that? New York
0: Mets pitcher, Max Scherzer. Oh,
1: Scherzer. Fitting. So I don't want to hear anything from any pitchers who aren't participating about the pitching quality mm-hmm. of Team USA. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. You're, Agreed. you're, you're, you're over there sitting in Florida, not even, are they even using one, two, three rotations with like
0: all the good player, all the good hitters out for the WBC? I mean, yeah, they're still getting their, their work in. They're trying to ramp them up for the regular season.
1: Oh, what do you do? You're, 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 you're basically going against double a and single a, you know, batters as, as a MLB elite. Yeah. If anything, that actually hurt
0: you because you'll get too cocky, I think. I just, like, I don't understand what the difference is. Like, the teams they're playing in WBC, at least some of them are equivalent to some of the spring training teams. So, either way, you're going to get to ramp up. Like, they put a pitch count on for a reason. You don't want anybody throwing 100 pitches. Nobody's coming Then asking
1: you to throw seven innings.
0: Yeah. Like, it's crazy, dude. So, like, I don't understand why they think, or Scherzer and other guys probably think that, It's like putting yourself at risk. Is it because they're high-intensity games? They're not high-intensity games. It's just pitchers are
1: babies about their arm, bro. Their their, their arm is their livelihood. I understand that. But still, though, bro, like, Trout Trout didn't participate in the last WBC, and he sat there at home watching it, regretting it. And that's what every pitcher that watched last night's game, which, I mean, our pitching wasn't exactly at fault. Our bats were colder than Antarctica. Yes, but, I That's, mean, giving up 11 runs is yeah, still Called yeah. for. I it it would have helped. Month. It would have helped, but still, our bats were ice cold. That's the reason we lost that game, and plus they took sh- uh, sh- uh swore bomb out. Trey Turner was out. You had Pete
0: Alonso out there whiffing. Yeah, they made some lineup changes that were quite quite confusing yeah. to me.
1: But with the pitch um, and rotation, you said you actually had a
0: – you looked at it in depth, and you – you had you saw an uh, easy plan. I did, I did. So if I was the Rosa, and if I was the Rosa, I think we'd be two and zero right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a little bit different of a theory as far as how the pitching rotation should go. Uh, obviously, losing Kershaw was a big a big loss, and losing Mont, uh, losing uh, Cortez. But I believe, if I remember correctly a man by the name of Merrill Kelly was the guy that they actually brought onto USA team to replace. It was either Cortez or Kershaw. He wasn't originally going to be on the team, I don't think, but then he came in as, like, the injury replacement. So whether he was in DeRosa's plans or not, I think compared to Martinez, who pitched yesterday, he should have been in the plans because I do think Merrill Kelly is an above-average starting pitcher compared to – Nick Martinez, who's not even really a starter for the San Diego Padres. And the other thing with Merrill Kelly is he does actually pitch in Arizona. So he would have home home ballpark advantage as well. Mm -hmm. But even not using Merrill Kelly, I did have a way that U.S. should have utilized their pitchers. So I was kind of looking in depth at what starting pitchers they had on the roster currently. So obviously counting out Kershaw and, and Nestor Cortez, they still had some okay enough starting pitchers that we could get them by. So they got Adam Wainwright, obviously. He pitched game one. You also have Lance Lynn from the Chicago White Sox. Um, you have Miles Michaelis, also from the Cardinals, same team as Adam Wainwright. And then, as I was saying, Merrill Kelly. So you have four actual legitimate starters on that team in Wainwright. Um, Wainwright, Lynn, Kelly, and um, Michaelis. So what I would have done, knowing that you have four games that you and have And one of the dudes
1: is on 10 days rest, which is right. bad. Merrill Kelly.
0: Merrill so Kelly. Okay. out of those four, you have four games that you plan on playing uh, in the first round in pool play. And I feel like they kind of discounted how important pool play was because you're starting a guy like Nick Martinez against the best team you're going to play in pool play. And it doesn't make any sense. So, wainwright against great britain i like that obviously wainwright's old so like i don't trust him as much so playing him against great britain i mean he's old enough to get out 65 pitches yeah so i feel like using him in the first game just letting him get the experience and when it's not as big of a game because you're playing a bad team that's that that is respectable but then you come to game two now you had a couple different options you could run here so if you pitch wainwright in game one which they did you can have either michaelis lynn or kelly pitch game two now looking at the way that their rest lines up from the way they were ramping up already in spring training you could actually in game two have pitched uh lance lynn on normal rest instead of pitching yesterday though lance lynn is pitching today so if you were going to do that pitching him a day later giving him six days rest you actually could have pitched merrill kelly yesterday he would have been on nine days rest so that's a little alarming but not too alarming. Now he's up over 10 days rest. So not pitching in today, I don't know if he would even pitch again in the tournament. That's why I would mention the comment about him being an injury replacement to begin with and them not having really faith in him, instead bringing in guys like Brady Singer, who is a starting pitcher, to come in in relief of Nick Martinez yesterday, and he blew an egg. But regardless, you still have Michaelis as well, who Michaelis would have been pitching on normal rest as well but they're actually going to pitch him in a couple days against Columbia. And they had planned that out ahead of time. So I wasn't mad about that. So Wainwright pitching the first game, no problem. Michael's pitching the last game, also no problem. Lynn pitching the third game, okay, sure, he could have pitched two or three, three. That's fine. Okay, give him an extra day rest. But why would you not pitch in game two, Merrill Kelly? I just don't understand why a guy like Merrill Kelly would be on your roster if you're not even going to use him, but you'll use guys like Nick Martinez and Brady Singer over Merrill Kelly. I, I just, I'm not really understanding the logic here with DeRosa and why they they made this rotation the way it is because you do get a day of rest in between your games, your four games, and you get rest after those four games before the next round. And that next round isn't even guaranteed. So wouldn't you want to pitch your best four guys and have all of them at your disposal for the next round and just Mm -hmm. be able to choose between the guys that did the best. Instead of one of your
1: four being on 10 days rest. So you don't even know
0: if his arm could really get back up to speed. He skipped two rotations now. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it like eight or nine days rest. Sure. But like 10 plus, that's that's getting to the point where I don't know if he's even going to pitch in the in the WBC. So yeah. I just didn't understand that at all. And I'm very upset with USA as far as why they did it. Would it have made that much of a difference? Yes, I think it would have because Nick Martinez didn't get hardly any outs. And all he did was give up runs. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I would have said this from the very beginning. I really would have. Yep.
1: So facts and then
0: the last thing I'm going to say about WBC and then you can say whatever you want and we can move on to something else. But I also just wanted to say that uh, doing the analysis of the different games that have already happened, the games that are going to happen. The most interesting thing that's shaping up is pool D pool. D has uh, three powerhouse teams and two very embarrassing teams. Okay. So the three powerhouse teams are obviously Venezuela, who has been we're going to go for it, killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Then you also have the Dominican Republic, who are one of the favorites to win the whole thing. Their roster is stupid loaded at bats. Right, stupid loaded. They lost to Venezuela, but they're going to win their other games up until their last game, which is also going to be against puerto rico who's putting on a dominant performance right now they will also be two and one heading into that game so it's going to be two and one puerto rico versus two and one dominican republic in their fourth and final game for a actual trip to the next round between those two teams only one of them is going to join venezuela moving on to the second round i think that is just nuts like that is a must watch venezuela
1: is is the surprise of the wbc and i think it's just their heart the, like Acuna is the heart of that team. He, he he hit in the two double plays and then got out. And yeah, he had the I worst. I wouldn't say
0: they were surprised though, Cabbage. I mean, they were a top five ranked team coming in.
1: Yeah, but look, look at their first matchup against Dominic Republic. You were like, Dominic Republic's going to kill them because their MLB quality. I don't roster. remember
0: saying that,
1: bro. You when you were going through the roster originally, you looked at DR and you were like your jaw drop your jaw drop
0: you're like that's a fucking good roster well yeah i mean yeah i did i i don't know how anybody's gonna beat them yes but i did think all their games would be like as far as like games against uh venezuela and uh puerto rico and he, sandy he, was, he, was on the
1: mound and in venezuela melted his brain they they got to him late in his start yeah. i mean he was doing really well and he, until he, one yeah. dinger and then his brain melted down dude
0: Well, he didn't really pitch. And that stadium
1: was 90% DR fans. Not even that many Venezuela fans. Yeah. There was a lot of blue and red.
0: Not that much yellow. It's happened to the best of them. I mean, I I definitely get it. I mean, it it happens. So, it is what it is. But I am confident if Sandy Alcantara gets another go at it, uh, probably is the starter of the first game in the the second round. He's going to pitch lights out. That's just how Sandy is. I mean. He you know, he, he would have bounced around. back from that and got you a few more innings if there wasn't a the pitch limit. So I do think he's the yeah, best pitcher. I, I like what
1: you got going on in D. And D is good. It's good. It's really
0: competitive. I like it. And the crazy madness of Pool A being all the teams at two and two and having to break ties. I mean, that's just nuts. That's just nuts. Yeah. But none of them are good. That's the thing. Like they're all mediocre teams. That's why they all went two and two because none of them were that much better than any <laughs> of the other ones. So it's almost just like pathetic that those are the teams that made it. I mean, there's not really that many good co- countries of baseball, I guess. Yeah. It was pretty much a five-horse race to begin with. I mean, nobody's going to beat Japan on that side. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been between the United States, uh, Dominican Republic, Venezuela and then either maybe Puerto Rico or Mexico and on the other side. But just how many teams I just named? I mean, they're all decent, you know? Oh yeah. Compared to one team on the other side. I mean,
1: I think Cuba could be in the mix if they would let their defectors play. But that's part of being Cuba.
0: Yeah, Cuba's in a worse spot than USA as far as not letting people
1: play. Because <laughs> they actually put out great players, Cuba yeah. does, but in order to play MLB, you have to defect from Cuba.
0: Like And did you see that list of those players they would have had if they they wanted? I mean, that
1: Mm -hmm. is crazy to me. So, and that would make the WBC even better, actually. Cuba, yeah, Yeah, but that's that's politics for you. Yep. All right, uh, and that should wrap up WBC. Other than uh, go team USC, send those uh, those moose humpers back home. Yep.
0: Let's get it. All right.
1: So on NFL and like I said, we uh this format was originally uh formed on March 10th before uh the tampering period started earlier today. Oh, we talking about NFL? Yeah, there's nothing you want to say in hockey, right? Because oh
0: yeah, bet no. I mean, I yeah, was just making sure. I was your, your, your <laughs> pens
1: are pissing you off every time you turn around. They'll beat the Rangers and then they'll lose to the Flyers or some shit. Well, like that. no,
0: no. I mean, the Pens have not been doing too bad I just was obviously salty about the deadline I think they could have done better mm-hmm. um I didn't think they you know made their team ready for any kind of deep run into the playoffs you know what I mean but yeah. they still are a decent enough team that they could hang in there with a lot of they're just teams, putting so. everything
1: on Crosby basically
0: yeah so like as far as like hockey and 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 basketball obviously I'm supporting my guys I'm you know hoping but not, not till the playoffs
1: hot. probably won't have their a lot Sixers to say. And,
0: yeah, that's exactly what, yeah, so that's why we're kind of, in case anybody was wondering, skipping over that right now is just because it is kind of that time of year where we're, we're kind of in so many different crucial, important times where maybe the last couple of weeks of the NHL or NBA season where teams are trying to make spots and da-da-da, that could be a time where we talk about it, but right now it's NFL free agency, uh, it's the WBC and it's, uh, what else is important? March Madness is coming up really, mm-hmm. really soon. So I could care less about NBA <laughs> while March Madness is going on. So, yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> on to the NFL. Yep. So we
1: started, you know, this is from the March 10th format. So I want to tell you about this dude you love. You love this dude. Who's a free agent now. Adam Thielen.
0: Oh, I love Adam Thielen. <laughs>
1: All right. So, nobody knows where this dude's going to go. All right, so for some backstory, he's from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Played at Minnesota State University. He's already accomplished his dream. He's played for the Vikings for nine years, I think they said, eight, nine, something like that. He's 32, so it's somewhere around 10 years, close to it. Um. So he, he, he there's no... Nobody can look at like, oh, he went to, he grew up in Ohio. Maybe he's going to the Browns or the Cincinnati or something like that. No, this dude has played for his home team. And he's been in Minnesota basically his whole life. From Detroit Lakes to playing for Minnesota State University. So I did a little bit of research and found three different uh, top five landing spots for Thielen. This is how crazy and inconsistent. Okay. Nobody knows where this dude's going to go. Are you ready for the first one?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Ravens, Jets.
0: Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Ravens, Jets? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: Then the next one is Jets, Browns, Cowboys, Kansas City, Giants.
0: Okay. So some similar ones. Okay. All right. Third one. Texans.
1: Wherever Aaron Rodgers goes. Literally. That's what it was. Like, whatever team Aaron Rodgers is on, that's where he's going to go. Wow. Patriots. Dude, Bron- I
0: literally kind of said that, so keep going. Did
1: you? Yeah, so it's Texans, A-Rod, Patriots, Broncos, Browns.
0: See, dude, so far my favorite ones and the ones I literally said were Kansas City and wherever Rodgers goes. I said both of those. Yeah. I, those Kansas the City is
1: only on there once. The Giants are on here twice. Cowboys are on here twice. Browns yeah, are on here twice. Jets on are on here time. twice. But I'm
0: saying those are from two yeah. different lists, and those yeah. are the two things I said, so I'm somewhere in between two. Yeah, <laughs> like –
1: you got, you got three different teams on here twice within three different reports by three different people. Like, there's think, no consistency. No one knows where this dude's going to go. And he's I not going to get a major payday. The,
0: I don't understand why the Browns are on there more than once because I don't think Adam Thielen is classless enough to play with, with, <laughs> with this Sean team. Watson. I think Adam <laughs> Thielen has enough respect for himself as a human fucking being than to play with that degenerate fuck. I mean, seriously, I can't help but but use explicit explicatives when talking about Deshaun Watson. I absolutely effing hate that man. He should be in jail. He should not be in the NFL. And then what he said about Patrick Mahomes' brother, dude, I almost fell out. And he happens to be on my least favorite team. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, Deshaun Watson, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't deserve Adam Thielen, bro. Like, you, you, what you have is what you get. If anything, your guys like Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper deserve something better. Like, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be on your shitty-ass team. So, I, I think they should start looking for new landing spots because the Browns the Browns aren't going to be able to compete with the Steelers. The Steelers are trending up. The Bengals are a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens, as long as they retain Lamar, are still going to be in the mix. And as long as oh, yeah. and they have that defense, the Browns aren't going anywhere. Let's be honest. The Browns aren't going anywhere. So, those players should just be going somewhere else, and the Browns should just continue to be the shit show that they have been for this <laughs> entire – you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I, just, I think Belichick's type of guy is Adam Thielen, though. I mean, I'm not just saying that because the color of his skin. I just feel like that's <laughs> Belichick's type of guy. Like, Well, he's they good need receivers. Runner. They've
1: been hurting for receivers for years. Yeah, good
0: route runner, hard worker. I, I could see him going to, to England. I mean, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, Wes Walker, 2.0.
0: Yeah, I mean, he would be great. I, I I, think he really fit in there, I mean, depending on what they do with their quarterback situation. Well,
1: I mean, well, their whole offensive coordinator situation is a shit show when you got yeah. fucking Patricia out there trying to call offense when you're a defensive guy. Come on. And then yeah, the, and then the nepotism the of having DC. his son as DC, like... Right,
0: yeah.
1: And dude's got a mullet. His son's got a mullet and is a defensive coordinator in the NFL. And he's
0: like, my age, nah. nah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that Like, honestly, Belichick would utilize Thielen, and I think Thielen would appreciate playing for somebody as great as Belichick. So that's why I could see him playing there. And then that's also why I said I could really see him playing with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is dick. But, like, regardless of if Aaron Rodgers is a dick or not, like, he is still a hell of a good quarterback. And if Aaron Rodgers says, okay, I'm going to go here, and Adam Thielen goes with Rodgers, I genuinely feel like they will have really good chemistry. And I think like, I think, I think if, really if
1: Rodgers were to go to the Jets, which is the best case right now, other than, say, Tampa Bay, but that ain't happening. Or they ain't happening with Tennessee either. Uh, Thielen on the Jets with Garrett Wilson, that would be yeah. a great combo, bro.
0: I like it a lot. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I really do. I do. All right.
1: So that covers Adam Thielen for you. I knew. I knew you get a little bit kick out of that one.
0: Yeah. I also want to apologize to Browns fans, but not really because fuck you. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. This, so, this, our podcast is definitely listed as explicit. So uh, if, you know, if you yeah. listen to this and you're thinking, what the fuck? Well, I can tell you right now, we can get passionate sometimes. We're unfiltered here, okay? If we were on TV or on the radio, it'd be different. But right now, we're unfiltered, okay? So just understand that we are letting loose right now. I say what I want to say about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. It was crazy.
1: I was watching uh, the volume podcast, and it had Nick Wright on there. And he actually was dropping an F-bomb. And I was like, it's so weird to see like a TV guy actually drop F-bombs.
0: Yeah, unfiltered podcast, man. Yeah.
1: So, other news that happened on March tenth was uh, Tyreek Hill contract restructured, freed up eighteen million. We oh, had I no. about this. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we know now after looking at that. Then, well, they're making a move for somebody. It was for Ramsey. Which I, I like him better on Detroit than with Miami, but he's got Howard over there on the other side. They and, got and, some moderate pat They've got a. They got a pretty decent front seven. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and Stafford supposedly is. Uh, Kind of on the trade block, which is a little odd considering how much they give up and how bad uh, – God, I'm spacing on his name. Head coach for the Rams, uh, Mick uh, McVeigh. How much he lo- – he, he recruited Stafford. He was his guy. So him being on the trade block to me makes no sense. If he is uh, now with Jimmy G signing in uh, Las Vegas – uh is probably the best fit for stafford because the Bears
0: go- signed tj edwards too wait hold up what yeah i just saw that so they got edwards and freaking i was saving uh, the bears for Edmunds. last because
1: i know you want to go on a rant for that
0: yeah we'll wait on that but i just saw it and i was like wow that's crazy yeah That's so nuts. I I hope I was just seeing that correctly. We'll have to look into that a little bit more. (laughs) But, dude, the the Bears. No, so the the one thing I was going to say that I cannot wait to say, like I'm sorry for interrupting, but, like, you were talking about the Dolphins. We were talking about Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, unbelievable. I mean, makes that defense so much better. I love Jalen Ramsey. I predict, I predict Tua Tagovailoa is going to be pretty good, not great, pretty good. And then he's gonna get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know that's not a bold prediction, but what happens after that is newly signed quarterback Mike White. Mike White takes the Jets were dumb for letting them go. Into a powerhouse, bro. Turns them into an absolute powerhouse. Mike Mike White, yes. Mike White is legit. I think that was an under-the-radar signing. They're not just signing a backup quarterback. They might have just signed the quarterback of the future because is going to get hurt one more time and be out of the No, nah,
1: they'll, they'll pull Brady out of retirement, and then Mike White will only have to play for two weeks while Brady gets ready, and then they'll Dude, go on a fucking Super Bowl run.
0: Nah, bro, I think Mike White is going to dominate, bro.
1: <laughs> I really do.
0: With Speaking of, of overlooked
1: quarterbacks, when well, we were going through our draft episode or two ago, we completely overlooked and forgot about hooker bro
0: i never forget about hendon hooker bro hendon hooker's my favorite quarterback in this like, draft we're class.
1: looking at all these draft, all these quarterbacks going in the top five but hooker's like nowhere in the first round it's of these because schemes.
0: of the injury bro he's so good bro. Ah, i don't care a steals a steal bro yeah, that's that's so gonna good. be the
1: steal of the draft
0: he's so good he's so good bro
1: like and what we if Atlanta picks him up and Ritter starts for like a year or two and then and then Hooker comes in fully healthy, bro, that'd be the steal of the draft. I'll tell you that. Don't sleep yeah, on I, Hooker, bro. He he's he's man. CJ Stroud quality. You look you watch he's CJ like, Stroud. He,
0: dude, I've been saying that yeah. forever. I really like, you look at the really tape like of
1: Hooker it. and Shroud, they yes. look really similar, bro.
0: I really, 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 really like Hendon Hooker, bro. I watched a lot of Hendon Hooker. Like he was my favorite as far as like to win the Heisman, and, and then he got injured. But like he is, dude, he's legit. Like mm-hmm. if I can't get Stroud, I, I like Will Levis too. But I really mm-hmm. like. I mean,
1: like, this, I dude, him. this dude.
0: This really? dude played
1: in SEC conference against top tier SEC defenses, mm-hmm. with a questionable roster questionable yep. o-line his uh he doesn't have a marvin harrison jr like stroud had yep right this this dude's legit he, he's going to be a star in the nfl crazy crazy so as of before today the eagles had 14 unrestricted free agents and on a march 10th they gave darius slay permission to request a trade or oh, seek you seek the field call your agent See who wants you, what they're willing to give you, and we'll think about it, is basically what they said. That's a lot to replace, dude. How do you replace 14 unrestricted free agents? And, and then you tell Slay, maybe take a hike? On the Eagles? Yeah. Are they just uh, dumping their defense? They're going to put everything in offense? Well, now it's, now it's 13 because Kelsey decided to come back. Uh, they agreed to a deal, and then they started drinking Mescal right there in the office. I couldn't imagine having a job where I keep like a bottle, you know, you always see like those in movies, like the offices and it's got like the little glass uh, bottle with whiskey or uh cognac in it and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having a workspace where there's just a bottle of liquor just sitting off to the side and it's okay to have a little glass of bourbon with lunch. That's just insane to me. Absolutely insane. You got anything to say about the Eagles' 14?
0: I mean, I think that's nuts. And they already lost at least one today, right? They lost... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Hargrave. Hargrave. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I like that guy. But they gained but, Kelsey, so... Well, they, they didn't gain anything because he was already there, and they just were able to keep him. Yeah, keep but him I him knew crazy.
1: Kelsey was going to come back because his brother and uh, his... Him and his brother's podcast have been kicking kicked off this year. Yeah. And if he's retired, then his... Uh, his perspective and take on things won't, won't be as a uh, credential. You know, his credentials would kind of drop as a retired player versus uh, current. I don't know,
0: man. I don't think he would have the credentials. He's been around long enough.
1: Oh, yeah, but still, like, this dude's actually on the field, of, like, playing center blocking every yeah. Sunday. Like,
0: yeah, that's you, you, you pucker up and listen.
1: and then He's his in brother... the
0: locker room and stuff. He wouldn't have that same perspective. Yeah, but exactly. I could see him getting into coaching or something, too, like, honestly.
1: Oh, God. Well, would he be the GM and then Travis would be the coach? Because
0: Travis would be a good head coach, but Kelsey could be, like, a coordinator.
1: Ah, coordinator. Okay, okay, okay. Because, like,
0: dude, he's a center. Like, he knows the place. Oh, yeah.
1: But he seems like the more level-headed, calm, and collected, thought-out brother versus – his brother who's just like kind of gronkish you know what i mean dude i
0: i could see travis kelsey being a head coach so
1: low key.
0: like like because i feel be, like everybody he'd be would raw.
1: Like i would say put him in college first yeah because he's so raw raw
0: why are we getting off topic this is so random <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's eagles discussion <laughs> yeah right.
0: no i i definitely don't know how they're gonna replace a couple of those guys i i don't know what I,
1: I think maybe they're just gonna like shed the defense and just start rebuilding through draft there um and really invest all the free money into offense to just get to keep the offense at the
0: level it was last year oh hey you got you got to remember how deep their roster is though like they had guys that were good that didn't even get a chance to play last year like Nicobe dean like you yeah know? They, they've been sitting on the Kobe so, uh, dean N'Kobe for like dean's gonna come in two, three and three years dominate, bro. Dude. yeah i don't
1: i don't understand how he hasn't touched the field man
0: yo he's gonna be way i can't wait to see actually him out there like on the field consistently and there's other guys that I like on their team too that are like deep down the depth chart that they're going to get a chance to play more. So, mm-hmm. hey, hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
1: So, just a quick rundown on transactions that happened today before we get on the topic of the bars. Jalen Smith trade seventh rounder. That was so the Patriots could free up some uh, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith trade for a seventh rounder just to free up cast space for New England. Add a little bit of depth. at tight end. Chris Lindstorm gets signed. Good move for Atlanta. They just got to fill out, figure out the Caleb McGarry situation. We covered Kelsey. Now Stidham to the Broncos. That one's a little. Uh, I th- I thought they liked Stidham in in Las Vegas. You got a take on that one, Ram? Uh, you 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 said something about Stidham the other day, and I was like, bro, he started the last game of the season for the Bronco for the Raiders and tore it up.
0: I yeah, I didn't know if he was going to get a chance or not. I was kind of like waiting to see if they were actually going to run with Stidham or not. But clearly, they need like I guess a proven quarterback. Even though uh, really well, you bad got that team.
1: They got Jimmy G. Now, here's my thing: three years on Jimmy G's contract. I thought they're they're projected to get a quarterback this year and then sit him and develop him for a year. But three, so I I could see like Jimmy G doing like a Marcus Mariota two year contract. But a three-year contract for Jimmy G? Yeah, with three
0: years, that almost makes it seem like they don't think they're getting a QB in this year's draft.
1: That's what it – yeah. But, I mean, it's Jimmy G, though. Like, him and Tua are, like, the most fragile quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Three years is kind of like saying, yeah, you're our guy. We're we're in a championship yeah. window, but they're not. Like, they're not even good. I mean, they got a how loaded offense. How is Jimmy an upgrade over Derek Carr? I just don't get it.
1: Bro. He's not an upgrade from Derek Carr. So, dude.
0: like, what are they doing? Like, they're trying to, like, fake be good or something? I don't know.
1: It's it's Macau, man. Like, he, he, you saw what he did to the Broncos with all of a sudden he grabbed Tebow, and it was weird to watch.
0: Well, see, I understand why, like, they would get Jimmy G because, like, obviously Jimmy G – well, why Jimmy G would go there. Obviously, Jimmy G probably didn't have many other offers on that. Oh, team. no, he had
1: offers from Tampa, Texas, and Raiders. That's why yeah, Tampa, Tampa probably now –
0: Raiders? Yeah. How is that other offers? Dude, the T- Tampa and the <laughs> Texans are worse off than the freaking Raiders. I mean,
1: come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the Raiders have the most offensive weapons. They have the best O-line of those three the most wide receiver weapons and tight end weapons and running back, of course. I don't if Jimmy G's your quarterback, that means uh, Jacobs is going to go off lead to league in Russian again. You're right.
0: I mean, if they have that scheme still, I like the idea that they have a veteran QB behind center for sure. But like, like I said, that doesn't make the Raiders any better. So I'm just kind of confused.
1: Well, I mean, i seen a lot of things are saying, Oh, since they have Jimmy G for a three-year contract, it increases the likelihood that the Raiders draft Richardson because he's such a developed quote unquote developmental project. You know, all the physical attributes and shit are there. It's just oh, he's just
0: uh, accuracy. You know. So, do you think maybe Garoppolo is going to be more of like a mentor for him for two years? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably.
1: Everyone knows like Jimmy G's like how old you sign a quarterback like that. You're going to be a mentor for somebody up and coming. But a three-year deal on that two years, two years is definitely like okay, we're gonna you're starting next year and developing whoever we draft this year, and going into next year it's gonna be a full quarterback competition, and then uh then you're gone after that year. But now three years, like you can't have a quarterback I guess competition. Jimmy G's
0: kind of already accepted the fact that he's gonna be a backup, like whenever he Trey Lance was gonna start over Jimmy G, and Jimmy G was still, you know what I mean? Like, well, they were
1: trying to get uh the Raiders tried uh, the Niners tried their damnedest to get Jimmy G somewhere else last last offseason, but his contract was too heavy and then he he was coming back off an injury wasn't even available till like uh late September, I think. Mm. So you had a, you got a dude who was rehabbing, coming back just like we talked about with Purdy. And you're trying to shop him around and he's got a hefty price tag, so nobody took it and honestly that worked out best for the Niners because Lance went down in like the first two weeks of playing NFL football. So Jimmy G was able to come in, be the savior again, except it was a reverse role, you know? Yeah. And then eventually Jimmy G got hurt midseason, and then Purdy came in and.
0: But dude, they're paying him a lot of money. A good bit. bit. Yeah. A good bit.
1: 31 year
0: old Jimmy Garoppolo is getting paid literally 20 something million a year.
1: Yeah, but I mean, who are you really paying on that team? Like on defense, where they have Crosby. That's it. Boom. That's it on defense. So you pay Crosby. You Waller's a little old. He's going to want a good bit of money to keep playing. Your O line, you got to sure that up. You had money to pay Jacobs. And it, it just, just don't get me started on that. Speaking of. What do you have on defense to keep and sign? What about the Niners getting Hardgrove when they still haven't done a contract with Bosa? Uh, you have to sign Bosa, right? There's no way they let Bosa walk.
0: I think that would be the dumbest thing that they could ever do. So... I mean, yeah. you
1: have to keep Bosa, but they're, pretty, they're close to the top of the cap, and they already have all-money McCaffrey's contract. Debo's, con- like, how? How do you keep Bosa? Why are you going to get Hargrove if you don't even have Bosa shirt up for the next five years?
0: Maybe they're trying to show Bosa that they're trying to help him. I don't know. Like, because Hargrove's a game record. Yeah, he I is. He is. You can't double-team Bosa if Hargrove's beside him. Like, yeah, Har- that's but- like having Buckner again.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I about to say. Like, they traded Buckner in his prime. Got a good little haul for it, too, from Indy.
0: And they might, honestly, if Hargrave has a great year, like, who's to say they won't do the same thing? I don't yeah. know. I mean you like got I, my... I, I wouldn't question anything that San France, San Francisco does. Like oh, I yeah. just think they know what's going you on. You say
1: sec, yeah, second best GM in the league. Howie Howie and then Lynch, yeah.
0: Howie's doing what he can. I I think Howie's in a tough spot. I guess we'll, we'll see how Let's it's...
1: see how he rapes in the draft like he always does.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be able to fill half of those spots.
1: Yeah, in the draft they do really, Well, they have, really
0: have money left over or like
1: Oh, you're not allowed to like you have to have your draft pick uh money because uh, you already know what picks you have how much no i don't def-
0: mean with the i yeah i'm not really talking about that percent oh you're talking, talking about having about, like, to resign to the free agents else. i haven't yeah. really
1: looked too heavy into their cap but that's too many good veterans there to be able to pay all of them nobody right, of could course. keep them on the cap of course yeah so Broncos sign Mc McGlinchy
0: dude Mike McGlinchy was the number six ranked player overall in the entire free agent class that is a really good tackle
1: at O line, yeah, from San Fran. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's
0: dude, I like McGlinchy. Wasn't he? I think he was like a first round pick. I actually really like that move by Denver. Like to get a tackle of that caliber. Yeah, because their
1: O-line looked really bad last year.
0: That's that's what they're trying to address, I guess. Like I like that signing by Denver. They also got Ben Powers who's a guard. He was oh, ranked. I didn't see wild. Ben
1: Powers. I saw uh, who else?
0: Yeah, McGlinchey. They signed McGlinchey. Oh,
1: Stidham. Man. Stidham. So
0: they got a guard, a tackle, and Stidham. Yeah, because Powers was only twenty six. The guard that they got, Ooh. and he's one of the one of the okay tackles, like in this in this free agent class. So they were able to sure up tackle. Guard and they got a DN in Zach Allen, who was a top 10 player in the free agent class, who's actually really good too. Mm -hmm. And that he's 26, so you're getting a 26 year old guard, a 26 year old uh, uh, DN, and then a 28 year old tackle. Like, that's Denver's making moves, bro. Like, they're like, I mean, they they don't have draft picks because like
1: they had to give up a first round draft pick just to get Sean Payton. And then you gave
0: like decent players, yeah. You gave Seattle like your entire future last year. They're trying to fulfill their promise to Russell Wilson that they'd be a contender. Well, <laughs> they're not the
1: ones holding them back. It's Russ holding them back
0: <laughs> last year. We'll see what form he's in this year. I think it was a lot of the coach, too. <laughs> yeah, Nagy. I mean, I, I didn't blame Russ as much as other people blamed Russ. I think Russ missed Pete Carroll. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, we were calling for Nagy's head after, like, week three. We We're like, get rid of this head coach. This dude has to go. Who was it? Uh, Matt Nagy.
0: Was that the coach of the Broncos?
1: Yeah, I thought it was Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, 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 Hackett Nagy. Yeah, <laughs> those, those weird, those weird names. <laughs> Hacky sack and Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we covered the Finns
0: getting white. Uh, we're gonna wait on that one. Well, the Finns also got David Long, who's actually a really solid linebacker. Ooh. Twenty six years old. They signed him two year, eleven million. He's a I mean, he's, he blows up plays, dude. I mean, he's pretty solid. Like, having so, him beside Baker and he's only 26, I mean.
1: That's I, nuts, I, I like bro. It. That's nuts.
0: Yeah, long from the Titans. You know who I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: He's a solid player. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I like
1: that. I mean, people are going to get some steals from the Eagles and Titans as far as great players in free agency. Yeah. So, Von Bell goes to the Panthers. Jesse Bates the third goes to Atlanta, and
0: yeah. So, what are we saying about the safeties there? Because I think those are the only two. States- I
1: already knew we were getting Bates. Like as soon as I looked at the free agency market, uh, and I saw there was no good corners or linebackers, or as soon as I saw there was no good ends, I was like, Atlanta's going for safety because I looked at the safety list. I was like, Jesse Bates is the best one of them. That's who we're gonna get because we got second most cap room. Because Chicago with the most cap room. Don't need they got they got Eddie Jackson. They don't need another safety. They need they need to address that O-line and wide receivers, like you've seen them doing. So I knew I already knew that. I was like, we're getting Jesse Bates. Sure, up the back end, and we'll see what else. Because we got a lot of money to spend. That's why we kind of took uh Johnny Smith just to fucking help cover the cap. Because there's not that many great free agents out there. Like Atlanta yeah. if Atlanta would got hard to grow, I'd be hyped, bro. I knew they are going to show up the back end because they re-signed Carter, extended him or some shit like that. Yeah. We'll have to see. It's going to be up to the draft before I really know what Atlanta's direction is going to be. Wait, but
0: so the Cincinnati Bengals lost both their safeties. Yeah. But what
1: the heck? They'll probably go replace them with like uh, Garnet Johnson for a little, you know, for, for a little bit more money than they were spending, but not as much as Bell and uh, Bates are getting. There's no way they could afford it.
0: So you think they're still going to address that in free agency? They almost have
1: to. Yeah, they'll do. Like, you remember when we had musical chairs going for safeties uh, between the Packers and Bears with uh, Eddie Jackson and a, uh, and uh, Hicks? I mean, I'm. Um, yeah. God, I'm a spacing on his name. Yeah. And then, like, the Honey Badger. safety Safeties were doing musical chairs for about three years, about five years ago. A lot. No, so that's probably what they'll do. They'll just change the downgrade and actual physical ability for a little bit more money than they were paying, but you know. But the the sneakiest, sneakiest steal of the day, Patrick Peterson. You think he was
0: the sneakiest?
1: That was sneaky, bro. That's a perfect place for him.
0: I think so. I was actually really hype. I yeah, bro. Really y'all hype.
1: had, uh, who, who was that corner that was there for forever and a day?
0: I don't think we're talking about Joe Hayden, are we?
1: Hayden, yeah,
0: because he was on the Browns, but then he was old as shit, and he kept sticking around with Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, yeah, like y- y- y'all know how y'all could utilize veteran aging corners very, yeah. Very Hayden actually well. didn't
0: play bad for us.
1: Like you got, but me- we
0: lost Cam Sutton. Who who was one of the best corners out of this free agent class, and he went to Detroit, which I really like. He went to Detroit nice. three years, thirty three million. I think he was the best corner out of this draft class. Cam Sutton, Cam Sutton did good things for Pittsburgh. So really, getting Patrick Peterson is still a downgrade from Sutton. I was just thinking if our secondary was the same as it was last year, and we got Sutton, that'd be cool. But or, and we got um, Patrick Pat yeah. Pete, that'd be cool. But now what I'm thinking is they're going to draft the corner, and Pat Pete's going to. Pair up with Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we sick. already said
1: that Joey Porter, bro. But Patrick pete and with Joey Porter with T, with TJ up there.
0: I like the idea with Miko being number two with Miko, yes, Yeah,
1: Miko, Pat, yeah. Pete, and Joey Porter Jr. Woo-hoo-hoo.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. If that happens, that's nice. But who's to say? You know, who's to yeah. say?
1: Facts, facts, facts. But y'all know how to utilize aging, downgrading corners. Very, very well in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So rim. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the team that you were, you claim is winning the offseason. season. Winning oh wait, we're to that
0: point. I had a couple other things. Oh go ahead, go ahead,
1: go ahead, go ahead.
0: Because Chicago's last, right? Yeah. Okay, so I actually had a cute few other things written down. So yeah, I got some Chicago written down, three different signings for Chicago. Then I also have one more thing Atlanta did. Ooh. Atlanta signed David on Yamada
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. The, Saints, the Yeah, I did see he's that. He's the same age as Hargrave, and he used to be really good. He used to be really good before, like, 2020. He was, he was the best tackle on the Saints, at least. Oh, is, it, is Oh. Yeah, he's a D-tackle. Yeah, D-tackle. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beef up the interior,
1: help Grady Jarrett, and then Carter on the edge. I, I knew that was going to happen because we got our defensive coordinator and our GM is from the Saints, so I knew we were going to be getting a lot of hand-me-downs. But um, I
0: like on him, I think he'll fit in. Oh, up. yeah, he'll
1: be yeah. a solid addition. I mean, there, there, there's not a lot of players out there that wouldn't count as an upgrade for Atlanta's defense. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Other than Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell. Yeah. Every every position could use improvement from there. But that was part of eating so much dead money two years in a row. Between the Julio dead money and the Matt Ryan dead money. It's finally over. Finally over. And that's why that's everyone's like, Lamar for Atlanta, Lamar for Atlanta. I'm like, we just got our money. How about we don't let it burn a hole in our pocket and go out and spend it on day one? You know what I mean? It's like you're 16-year-old, you get your first paycheck, and you go out and buy this fucking stupid shit. Versus now, you get paid, you kind of, you know, make sure the bills are covered, you know.
0: So, Puerto Rico just threw the first perfect game in World Baseball Classic history. A perfect game, dude, against Israel.
1: (laughs) Should it really count against Israel, though? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Plus, it was only eight innings. They mercy ruled
1: them. Uh, oh no, then it don't count. If it ain't nine innings, it don't count.
0: It's eight. Come on. Uh, no. Nope. Fine. I I just had to throw that in there. But yeah, I get you, I get what you're
1: saying. I but yeah, it. I I like Atlanta adding a little bit to the trenches. There's no big names to get there, so maybe we get in the draft. Uh, I still kind of like us getting a elite corner in the draft because uh oh god uh the corner we signed last year uh Hayward. Dude from yeah, the he, he were, yeah from the uh, Chargers, apparently he's got a health issue. He can't stay healthy because he can stay healthy last year. So
0: he never could. That was yeah. always a knock. on
1: So him. if we get another corner, I'd feel a little bit better because I don't think there's a TJ Watt Bosa kind of quality in the top seven for an edge rusher.
0: Um, what about that guy from Vanla?
1: Oh uh, no, nah, it's he's probably going to the Cardinals. Really. Yeah Carter. Anderson, I
0: think. Is that his
1: name? Richardson, yeah.
0: No, Anderson. Oh
1: Anderson Anderson, yeah. Was it
0: I thought there was an Anderson. Maybe.
1: uh there yeah, I think that's him. There's also one from Clemson that has a name very similar to his. That I've seen a lot. And then of course you got, you know, Carter from uh UGA out there very high in the mock drafts, but yeah, I mean they got some they got like There's no clownies, you know, like coming into the draft. Clowny was fucking over, really overhyped and so on and so forth. But edge Atlanta has a horrible history of drafting edge rushers. Vic Beasley, Tech McKinley. I'm over us trying to reach on edge rushers. Right? Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I can't disagree.
0: I don't know as much as you do about Atlanta
1: at least. <laughs> yeah, we we whiff on edge rushers in the draft badly. We can draft corners really well. But so I'd rather just take a corner and maybe look to free agency or a trade next season for an elite edge rusher. Depending upon yeah. what, what the hell ever we what whatever we got going on with quarterback with Ritter, AKA Hill two Yeah. Yeah. And Cordero Patterson ain't gonna be there for much longer too. So you you know. You're gonna have Algiers, but you gotta have a backup to Algiers because you ha- you can't just have a power back in the NFL. You have to have a scat back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: All right. Well, yeah. Also, after we talk about free agency, we gotta talk about players on the trade block because now you just kind of made me think of Henry and Eckler. But let's keep going with the free agency real quick. I had two other things written down that yeah, are go not ahead. bears related. An absolute sleeper draft pick or a sleeper signing. Bobby Okereke to the new york giants middle linebacker he is a tackle machine dude he is. he's actually really solid i'm actually proud of new york for signing a character and that was kind of a sleeper the sleeper pickup by the giants no Ooh. one's really talking about it he's gonna be their blake martinez that they that they couldn't retain so Blake martinez <laughs> no they cut blake martinez
1: straight up yeah bro. whatever
0: kind of other stuff like they, they just
1: cut been. him like didn't they cut yeah. jerome, is jerome baker still in miami or did they cut him too
0: I didn't see that they cut him. That's why I was saying about putting uh, Long next to Baker, but maybe they did. I don't know. Mm. That'd be nuts. I just I remember
1: something that. about like for within a – one year it was – was it 2021 or 2020? 2020, those two went off and looked like the premier linebackers in the league, and now yeah. apparently they're washed up within like a year. Yeah, like, no. huh? Yeah.
0: Um, and then the last one was just a tackle that Kansas City signed, Jawan Taylor. Did you see that one?
1: Is it a re-sign? Because I know somebody stole their right tackle, I think.
0: Oh, that no, that's what they signed. This He was on the Jags. He's only 25. Okay. That's
1: what I think. I think somebody said something about the Kansas City. Because, you know, they lost that Super Bowl to Tampa because their O-line was very sus. So then within a year, they rebuilt their O-line and, you know, almost won the AFC Championship last year and then won the Super Bowl this year. Just off – in one year, you fix your O-line. Insane. Nobody does that but Andy Reid. But, yeah, and
0: then, like you said, they lost their right tackle. Well, this yeah. guy literally and their is left, their new right tackle.
1: And their left tackle is uh, up for contract, so they have to sign him. because you. Uh, unless Andy Reid could just make an O-line out of fucking nobody's at, at any given year. I don't know. <laughs> but they have, they have to really, really pay attention to their O-line. Kansas City cannot go back. To what they were the year Brady beat them in the Super Bowl, as far as that much vulnerability.
0: Yep, and Creed Humphrey, the center, is the glue that holds it together. So as long as they can maintain Creed and keep rotating guys in and out, like this guy Taylor is a really good fit for Kansas, fit for Kansas City because he's really good on passing downs and a liability in the running game. Kansas City barely runs the ball, yeah. so like he's played over a thousand snaps in all four of his NFL seasons, so he's reliable and, and that's, he's a really good pass protector. And that's so. why,
1: uh. Jacksonville doesn't want him because Dougie P likes to run. Yep, he's Especially a liability in the running. Game. Edmonton. Ooh.
0: Perfect fit for the Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah, yeah. I like And I- then yeah. <laughs> That's great. That was it. I have Bears stuff written down now. All <laughs> right.
1: Rem, tell me how the Bears have won your heart in free agency.
0: I I wouldn't say they won my heart but I would say that they have made things look really good for themselves. I think they're making good moves. I think they're just adding to their team to try to you know be a contender again because it's been a little bit for Chicago and you know they, they made it to the wild card not that long ago. What's but your best you, you remember some of those kicks. So yeah. Um now we're looking at a new New Bears team. I mean, they're making trades. You know, they're trying to trade down in the draft to accumulate more draft capital and value with their players, and trying to build around Justin Fields because they already have him as their franchise quarterback. And agree or disagree, Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the entire NFC. So, I just I feel like they're making well, it. Well, if, if Rogers
1: people. retires or goes to the AFC.
0: Yes, Um, but yeah, like Justin Fields, you know they give him DJ Moore now. They trade down, like I said, and they get all that draft capital. They have all the money to spend, so now they're spending it and they're signing guys like Tremaine Edmonds, Uh twenty-five-year-old linebacker from the Bills, like a crazy four-year, seventy-two million-dollar contract. That makes sense why they let go, why they traded Brokahn Smith now because they just replaced him, legitimately. And then they also go after Nate Davis, who's a pretty decent guard, also only 26 years old. Um, And he signed a three-year, $30 million deal, and then the sleeper pick of the three – PJ Edwards linebacker from the Eagles 27 years old signed a 3 year 19.5 million contract that is a snag cuz he is a tackling machine as well uh-huh. so they get two new interior linebackers and an interior uh, offensive lineman on day 1 of free plus more life. plus more yeah that's crazy dude plus DJ Moore in that trade yeah like uh-huh. that they're 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 making moves dude i really like it i really really like it so Oh, yeah. Vikings
1: just landed Marcus Davenport.
0: Is that a good thing? I I think I I know Davenport, but I know is that it's a
1: good. one year, thirteen million dollar deal, and he's old as fuck. I don't I don't trust the Vikings. He's old. Davenport, yeah. right. isn't he? I've uh, seen his name for a good couple years now. Uh, huh. All right. Uh, so, do you think they've done enough to help Justin Fields out, getting him a weapon, or do they need to go? For Eckler.
0: Oh, now we're getting into that. Okay. Uh,
1: well, we're on I the Bears don't... still. We're on the Bears still. But, I mean, have they done enough? They're O-line, no. They still – but that's draft. You move down in the draft, you're going to pick up an a, a O-lineman, right? Yeah. So we're assuming they pick up a tackle or a guard or a badass center, Um, you know, where they move down in the draft. But there's such a gap at running back, Rem. What ever could they do to help Justin out at running back?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we obviously have a couple really studly guys at running back that are now entering the uh, trade portal, I might add. <laughs> guys like Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. And in, I think Eckler would be a terrific fit uh, in Chicago. It would give Justin Fields that kind of... Extra option, like that them. kind of emergency check down type of guy that can make nothing into something and just make crazy plays. Uh, but the more I thought about it, um, as much as I like Eckler going to Chicago, I'm not sure if I see it happening. I, I think- wouldn't. I, they just
1: got all that trade value finally recovering from the Mac trade. I wouldn't trade it away just for a running back.
0: That's see that's what I'm thinking. If he was a free
1: agent, I'd pay him out the ass. Absolutely. If I was the Bears and had that much cap space, and Eckler was or Henry was on just in the free agent market, done. Pull the trigger. No qu no questions. But trading away some of the picks you just got.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm kind of saying, man. Like I just I don't see them giving that up. Like, they have – they're not – they're not that close to being a contender. Like, they're they're close, but, like, I don't think them signing him is going to make the most sense at this point for them. Like, I feel like they should save their assets and continue to accumulate what they're accumulating. I think they're definitely on the up and up, but I still think the Bears are one year away. Like, I would – I could see them making, like, a wild card next year. But I don't see the Bears running that division with the Lions in town until Uh maybe the year after that. If they just continue to develop fields and continue to give him the weapons that he needs and and continue to build that defense, it's possible. But I do think they need one more year where they kind of have to sit uh, second fiddle to the Chicago Bears, you know, or to the to the Detroit Lions. It's
1: Detroit's division next year. Hands down. Yeah,
0: yeah, hands down.
1: Like, even if Rodgers comes back, there's going to be so much media controversy, and then he'll probably sit out, and they'll start love or something like that. But it, it's it's the it's the Lions division to lose. Yeah. But but we said that about, you know, we were wrong, everyone was wrong about Russell <laughs> and the Broncos. <laughs> but we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, dude, I don't even oh, know. So like you're football. saying they haven't
1: done enough yet. They still got to show up a little bit more on O-line and a running back. Other oh, wide receiver, tight end—they're solid,
0: though, right? Um, I mean, I've been back and forth about Cole Komet. I'll be honest—I've—I've <laughs> um, I've thought Claypool could be special, and then I've thought he's horrible. Uh, I—I just—I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it's—it's football is hard to predict. Like, I—I mm-hmm. I, I don't know football as well as I know some other sports as much as I thought I used to. Like, it's. It's kind of difficult. Like I was one of the main advocates for Russell Wilson and like saying that the Broncos were doing the right thing, making that trade, that they were gonna be a Super Bowl contender, even going as far as say that they might win it. And just see what I saw last year. I'm starting to think I'm an idiot when it comes to football. No, everybody
1: everybody <laughs> said that when Russ got traded. So and, and now now Seattle has a really, really high pick because of how bad the Broncos did. Yeah,
0: absolutely sealed for Seattle. I mean, props to them every time we talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, everyone expected Seattle and Geno Smith to be, like, top three pick because they're so bad.
0: Wait, Seattle just took Draymond Jones from the Broncos too. Ooh. They just signed their pass rusher for Draymond Jones three years, 51 million, like 10 minutes ago. That was like the Broncos second best pass rusher to Bradley Chubb. They trade Bradley Chubb. Now they lose Draymond Jones. <laughs>
1: oh, I think the Broncos are just going to be dumping defense off left and right and building offense. Just they got to get Russ cooking before they even yeah. think about rebuilding that defense.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I think, I think you're going to get like the 20 teens, uh, saints. All offense, worst defense in the league. Probably. Wow, that'd be lit. That'd be a lot of points scored. Great for fantasy. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. And what kind of weapons do they have on the outside other than Judy? Didn't they lose um Sutton, Sutton? Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have to help Russ a little bit if that's the case. I think they're just losing everything right now. I mean, I like that. What did I say? They signed some alignment or something I was just talking about earlier. So, I mean. That's Sutton. important, but, like, yeah, Russell,
1: I a- mean... Needs- I'm um, looking at my notes from last week. I forget where he went or what happened. Sutton? Yeah. Because it was a shakeup. up because the whole... why It was important. I wrote it down next to a uh, wide receiver, free agent market, you know, how in the draft and all that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> interrupted you. I just was looking back on those. No, you,
0: you're you good. Um, Yeah, so, uh, basically, I was just talking about the draft and the bears and i i was trying to see what they could do in the draft whenever you're asking about what they still need and i, I definitely am been back and forth about commit back and forth about play I mean, pool but now they to, have what are they like 10 11 the bears yeah nine
1: I, what nine you take a I wide receiver, O line yeah it had him take an o-line in the mocks i was yeah. looking at maybe you could start the wide receiver run there Well, they don't
0: need wide receiver. They have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool.
1: I mean, sure, you can sure it up, man. I mean,
0: I don't think they need more wide receivers. I don't think that's the issue. I think what they need is, is yeah. a running back along with their O line. Yeah, but yeah, you right? don't. Nobody See,
1: takes a running back in the first round anymore. No,
0: no, no, no. That's what I was literally going to say. Actually, was yeah. that I was saying maybe that there would be a solid running back that they could draft in like the second round. Oh yeah, and they I'm got. Not, oh yeah, definitely, and they got like. I'm not two? a big Montgomery fan, but I do like Juice Herbert. So I would say maybe Juice Herbert could be their power guy, maybe, and yeah. then get like a a little speedy guy i don't
1: know yeah because they have like two to three second round picks now
0: i need somebody that they can pass the ball to like i need somebody that they yeah. can involve in the passing scat game back as a check down for for justin fields
1: yeah you gotta have a scat back man
0: like remember cohen they need somebody like Tariq cohen maybe but a little please
1: taller than cohen jesus yeah a little Christ. bigger
0: a little bigger but like watching him play football can... was scary yeah i think yeah maybe like darren sproles height no (laughs) and then let him return kicks and punts too help your special teams yeah something like that like a guy that can affect a game of multiple assets and then just like justin fields make him you know a superstar
1: the bears could go nostalgia mode and like try to find another devin hester
0: yeah like dude i could totally see him doing that i think that's The type of thing that they need, like a difference maker, other than, other than showing up the trenches, that's all they really need right now. Cause I think O line, D line are their biggest issues right now.
1: I mean, if they could snag Henry, that'd be a great fit for them.
0: That'd be like Jordan Howard on steroids. They They
1: play, they play Um, on grass, grass. Yeah. Henry would tear up Soldier Field. Yeah. Like, it helped the clock because I'm not sure how their defense is going to hold up in the long run. You can't have them doing 80 plus snaps a game because their defense just isn't – it isn't what it was when, you know, they made that trade for Mac with Roquan and, you know, all that. Yeah. Amos. I, I just I remember the, the name price. of that safety. Amos. Sorry.
0: I don't know what the asking price on Henry and Eckler is, but if one of them could go to Chicago and they could pair him with Juice Herbert, like I think Chicago just draft a no line – and, like, pass rushers, and then the rest of your team's actually really solid. Because, like, they now yeah. they have the linebackers. They have the DBs in the secondary, kind of. They have the receivers. They have the tight end, like you said, and first round pick and tight end. Like, I genuinely think just trenches. And then if you make a trade for somebody like Henry or somebody like Eckler, if it's not that much of a trade, like, if they're not giving up that much like if it's maybe half of what they got in that trade down from the number one pick, it'd be worth it to me. I think yeah. that would move up Chicago's window for sure. Cause I think right now they're waiting till next year. I think too, they're like a draft or two away. Whereas yeah, but they got trade. the
1: most money right now. And yeah. It, it's not, you do get rollover a uh, cap in the NFL, but no free agency, Mark. You can't roll over half of what you have right now. Open. Yeah and then have it for next year, and still be able to spend it all. There's just not that many free agents.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the, despite, like, a manning situation, escorted around and whatnot, they're like, you know, it's not happening, bro. But the
0: signings that they're making, they're spending good money. Like, they're not spending a whole lot. and they're Yeah, there's solid money.
1: contracts. Like, would you say, the Jesse Bates one's, like, $16 million a year?
0: That was... No, no. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like...
1: Yeah, that's that's a
0: lot
1: but it's something we really needed so
0: yeah the bears got uh what's his face uh tj edwards for like 6.5 million a year Whoa. and tj edwards is easily a top 5 linebacker in the draft class and this three free agency, agency yeah like i thought that was sick like they paid a lot and considering
1: how much roquan was asking
0: like, yeah, they what, got Edmonds and Edwards probably yeah. cheap, combined cheaper than what Roquan would have wanted. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a crazy turnaround for the Bears because everybody was like, Why did you trade Roquan? Even me, because Roquan's my best lineworks league. And now it's like, Boom. Like, there's why. They had a plan all along. I like it. So, um. can I talk about something else football related? Because oh. I have it in front of me. I've been holding it for this entire Oh, episode. let it loose, bro. Rule changes. Rule changes. Ooh. There's teams that are like trying to get things changed. I wanted to get your take. Okay. What, what's the rules changes? The Chargers are trying to amend a rule that would make the adjustment of the play clock following an instant replay reversal consistent with other timing rules. What the fuck? Okay, is that too complicated? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <sighs> that's what it said. I was just trying to read these.
1: What, what, what are they doing right now? After, uh, what are they doing now? What happens now if they reverse a call after review?
0: What happens to the play clock? Does it go set back to forty? they don't adjust it i guess i guess that's what they're arguing is they want to adjust it to make it consistent so that like it's like a successful challenge maybe i, I don't yeah, know
1: yeah successful challenge like injury timeout you you start to play clock at 40 when the player is off the field and everything's safe because the instant
0: replay they're talking about like if the booth calls down they don't necessarily oh. reset the clock for that but they should essentially
1: yeah they should it's fair so that's that's the rule they want but you're gonna have people talking about it slowing down the game too much when it's not really gonna. Yeah, that's that, that's but. gonna
0: be the argument. The that's, game's yeah. already so fucking slow and hard to watch.
1: Yeah, that that's you can't like you see all the backlash about the people in the MLB uh, rule changes with the pitch clock. You're gonna
0: have, yeah. It's, it's gonna be yeah yeah. So we'll see how they react to that. Um, there's more. I got like six more bro. That's why I'm just trying to run. through Oh yeah, go run through them. Detroit Lions actually three propositions. They Ooh. want to expand the coach's challenge system to include personal foul calls.
1: No, we tried they tried that uh the year after Minnesota beat the Saints. No, they the want final. to be
0: able to challenge personal fouls. Like oh. if, if, if somebody gets like a freaking targeting penalty, they want to be able to challenge that instead of it being replay only. Oh they want to be able God. to challenge it.
1: Uh no, I don't like it. I okay. I understand where they're coming from, but yeah, like it'll slow it. No, it'll well, slow. See, slow the
0: Lions also want to provide clubs with more opportunities for a third challenge, so they're just trying to get a bunch of challenges, bro. Mm. And then, and then they're trying to expand the replay officials' jurisdiction to allow for consultation regarding penalty assessment. What's the fuck? <laughs> what's what? <laughs> they want the rest to come together and talk before they call. Oh my God. They're trying to slow up the game. Dan Campbell's just messing around, bro.
1: Ah, that may not be Campbell. That may be a mix of the GM and the owner. Yeah.
0: I know, I was just joking. <laughs> I don't think Campbell, know, Campbell
1: they're... don't care. Rules are no yeah. rules, they are fighting <laughs> off kneecaps.
0: Yeah, I know, I was just messing. Um, The Houston Texans want to expand their replay officials' jurisdiction to allow for a review on failed fourth down attempts. I kind of like that one, though. Wait, what? They want to expand the replay uh, rules for uh, failed fourth down attempts because I think they get a lot wrong, I'll be honest. I kind of okay, like as it. long as That's as long it.
1: as you're not doing it, so they can add penalties onto a fourth down play. You get what I mean? No,
0: no, no. So it they're doing it so that they can make sure that they get the spot right. I think. Yeah, because a lot of times they they can't challenge that or anything because it's like a change of possession. I don't know how the rules work, but I just feel like replay should allow for that review for sure.
1: Yeah, on fourth down, very important down. And they're getting rid of the uh, that super push quarterback sneak, right?
0: Super
1: push, yeah. Well, you saw it all last year, and the Eagles did it a lot in the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, I didn't know they were getting rid of it.
1: Uh, I think I, well, I want it gone. I don't like it. It's a rugby play, it slows the game down. It's fourth and short, and it's a give me. Yeah, it's uh, kind of dumb. It's kind of yeah. dumb.
0: Yeah. That should be an illegal formation,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I saw they were going to address it, you know, and their meetings, but this was like months ago, like right after the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, two more rule changes. Uh, the Rams want to make fouls for roughing the passer called on the field subject to replay assist or review by coaches challenge. They want to be able to challenge roughing the passer.
1: They, yeah, because the gritty Jarrett got There's called. There's some
0: bad to, ones, yeah. Bro, like, they need to let you challenge.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that one. Being able to, but I mean.
0: If they want to use their challenges as long as they're not getting more challenges. Yeah, okay. A challenge, you lose fair, your timeout. So, fair. like, I'm fine with letting them challenge this. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Fourth down in that. Um, New York Chats want to expand the crackback prohibition to players who go in motion and go beyond the center to block a defender below the waist. So, like.
1: Yeah, I know what a crackback is. Are they trying to stop the crackbacks or increase the crackbacks?
0: Yeah, increase the prohibition of them. So, like, making sure they don't, like, increasing how what they can't do, essentially.
1: Yeah, because you could have a rod receiver in motion into the slot position and then have them crack back and then fucking get off into a route. It helped the running game come back a good bit. Uh, it would it would it would slow down the defenses though. Like dude, everyone would be cracked back into Bosa's and Watts, and Watt. There's only one now. <laughs> We've come to the day where there's only one Watt in the league. <laughs> oh, I miss JJ. Um, yeah, I think I think you're already inhibiting the defense enough. Uh, some of the low chop blocks they do and chip blocks they do on defensive ends as is is already like. Really questionable, is from a health standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you need to be adding on to any more chops or chips on DNs because they already are getting enough, and their bodies are paying for it.
0: I think football players are pussies. <laughs> 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 well, you got any final comments?
1: <laughs> is that all the rules?
0: Yeah, that was it. I, I so the
1: only one we really agree with is being able to challenge a. Roughing the passer call.
0: That shouldn't have been called. I like the fourth down one, too. I think they get a lot of those wrong. If Coach wants to use their challenge on that, I think that's fair game.
1: Just don't give them three, three challenges a game.
0: Yeah, don't don't increase the ability to challenge because there's already too much. The game's so slow. Like, you're just slowing down the game even more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nuts. Football uses the challenge more than any other sport. It's like, it's a whole thing. Throw the red challenge. Like, it's so annoying. That's bro, probably bro.
1: also because it's the hardest to referee because it's so fast action and you only get so many angles. It's
0: not that fast, bro. The play Come is. On. Well, the way of, it, when a well, ball it's like this, The play lasts like three seconds. Just watch a replay of it real quick. Like it's these stop so much that you have plenty of time to change calls, and they have like sixty-five million people up in the booth. Like yeah, but stuff has it happens.
1: Think about like sure. a, a, a forty-yard pass that might have been dropped, versus like seeing someone do a i do a, a hooking or a.
0: Uh, they miss so many calls, they just keep playing in hockey. That's the difference. They miss yeah. 90% of the calls. They just don't call them because they don't want to, to hold up yeah, the pace of play. That's because – Football each is eight... one play at a time. And you know there's I mean? a lot
1: less plays like versus hockey that's nonstop. You're playing the whole thing. Football, you get a limited number of plays, to, and they have to be executed to perfection.
0: I think everybody should have to do a hurry-up offense, and they should lessen the play clock overall to speed up the game of football. And if, they can't, if the players can't keep up, they should retire. I think the sport should be faster. Those guys are good enough athletes that they should be able to do. Hurry-up offense. If they have to run full speed on some plays, they You're should saying, get back to the well, line, line back up, and be ready to go again. Now. Burst of speed. If not, sub them out. Yeah, then that, that's the only
1: reason the play clock is 40 seconds is for subs. It's BS. It's it's BX
0: is what it is. I, so I you're think, saying
1: cut the play clock down to 20 seconds.
0: I'm saying cut that bitch down to 15. I'm oh saying cut that play oh God. Snap the ball. <laughs> Jesus. It's too slow. It's, it's too slow. Make it like MLB. MLB's 15 seconds now, bro. We're make yeah, it
1: 15 seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah. 20 seconds on fourth down. <laughs> so you can change out the punt team. Dude, that would be so much more fun to watch. I mean, yeah. it really would be. I just, I'm so bored watching football half the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, like yeah. compared to what baseball is now becoming, baseballs like when I'm watching the spring training games with the with the pitch clock, baseballs actually become more exciting to watch than football. Like it's actually fast paced. Yeah. Because like, the just that one, change, that one little change,
1: that one little change.
0: It, dude, now watching the WBC, it's actually hard to watch sometimes because you're like, "Oh shit, it's so slow yeah. compared to what I'm used to." Because watch, training, I'm now yeah. used to the spring training thing already because I've watched so many so, spring training games because it's so lit. Here's one thing we got to pay like, attention
1: to uh, about All Star Break is uh, the ratings for baseball this year versus last year. Okay, we'll have to put that on the side note. All Star Break, check the uh, the ratings, just to see if they have gone up. Oh, they better, I mean, if the game's that much more exciting. If they're putting that oh, much that is. better of a product on the field, yeah. the ratings have to reflect it or else they just won't do it. Yeah. I mean, it might take to the World Series because a lot of people don't tune in into the playoffs or World Series. Dude, last year's World Series was one of the most watched ones, I thought. I
0: thought I saw.
1: Really? Well, it's been coming back it. up. It was really, really low there for a good couple of years.
0: Yeah, it was, and then it went back up to, like, where it should be or almost yeah. where it should be. It should so be higher, but...
1: Maybe, like, by the All-Star break, people don't really realize how much more fast-paced and better the game is. So, you know, the ratings aren't reflecting that, but by the Playoff World Series, when people see how much more exciting and fast-paced it is, they're like, oh, I got to actually keep up with baseball next season. Yeah. So maybe this is going to be the 2024 season where the ratings finally reflect from what the rule changes are providing as far as a better product maybe it'll happen this year sooner than you expected you never know with the internet and everyone you know because people love baseball people go to games and then when they go back to tell their buddies at work like oh my god i went to the i went to the uh the pirates game over the weekend with took my kid it's so much more fun with that play clock, man. It's amazing. You Like, I could actually really watch baseball, and it's a two-hour game now instead of a three-and-a-half-hour yep. game. Yep, yep. So then that's just word of mouth, so – maybe we're seeing yeah. that
0: in the wbc though how long these games take
1: oh yeah yeah dude, like that, that, that play
0: clock is a, is dude it's the saving craze really. yeah
1: you, you literally had to stop watching one of the midnight games you're like dude I, I i gotta get like four hours of sleep at least so i can watch show i'm
0: pretty sure i i grinded it out to like the bottom eight or something like i i've made it through at least eight i think and that all was all the, the, the first u.s game yeah was it yeah it was the first u.s game I watched the whole first U.S. game for sure because I was watching uh, – oh, dude, I totally need to have a little bit of talk about slap fight on one of these episodes because that's not, <laughs> <he's> hilarious, bro. <laughs> that's what I was watching also. The female league right. is so much better than the male league. What, for slap fighting? Yeah. Oh, they, they didn't have any females in this.
1: Oh, the females are just a, such a better slap contest. I love it. It's hilarious. Um, I mean, yeah. I just
0: think it's funny. Like, it's honestly like comical that's an actual thing. People stand at a freaking table and slap each
1: other. <laughs> it's just I funny, mean, dude. It's it's just the gradual progression from arm wrestling. I feel really, yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, literally. It's you look at a slap fight setup. It's basically an arm wrestling setup. It's just it's, they're not arm wrestling. They're slapping the piss out of each other. Yeah. yeah And with with power. <clears throat> The fucking power. I, I guarantee that's how it happened. Somebody was at a pool hall, and you know they got the big old chalk over there for pool? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Said, I bet you I could beat you in a slap, a slap boxing. <laughs> you know, they, first they start off slap boxing, right? Because they got a couple of ruches, so they want a full-on slap box. And then are like, slap, but now you get one slap each. He's like, all right, bet. Let me go get my chalk. And that's exactly how it started, I bet. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. <laughs> it's like legit. Legit. That's, that's something that's invented by two drunk guys. One and somebody recorded box, it and but...
0: put it on YouTube or something.
1: Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's like they or they fucking, you know, they're they want to slap box, but they're too out of shape, too old, or too drunk to actually slap box. So they're like, no, I want to slap each one at a time. <laughs> that's literally how it started, guaranteed. Guaranteed.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'll
1: have to Google that when the podcast is over. How does slot fighting start? Dude, they took
0: Trout out of the
1: lineup. He hasn't
0: been hitting much. I mean – Maybe he's DHing, but, like, dude, Trout's not in there. They keep Kyle Tucker in the lineup for USA. They put Cedric Mullins in center field. What? And they keep Mookie in there. They keep Mookie in there. And then they – they take out Jeff McNeil. They put Tim Anderson over at second base and then bring Trey Turner back in to play shortstop.
1: That's still better
0: than last night's lineup. Who's on first? Yeah, it, it kind of is better than last night's lineup in a little bit of a way. But mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to see Trout stay out there and then let Schwarber DH because now I de- definitely don't think Schwarber's is Unless Trout's not in the lineup at all, which would be interesting. Yeah. J. I mean, Barnabas, uh, well, Aaron... yeah. sorry, that was totally off topic. No, that's fine. Arenado
1: is uh, still at third, right? Yes, and goalie still at first, but Goldie, bro, okay.
0: Canada's jerseys look like the Blue Jays jerseys. That that's literally what they are. They're the gray Blue Jays. They have the red, and then the numbers are weird, and the name like they have the lines through it. Like it's literally the Blue Jays jerseys, and then they have the stripes like at the collar and the sleeves and stuff, just like the Blue Jays jerseys. Like it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, this is their only only MLB team, so they gotta pay homage. Why don't they have all the Blue Jays players on this team? Because they're all from America. That would be funny, though. Yeah Just why why isn't Vladdy why isn't Vladdy Vladdy's I thought Vladdy was born in Canada. I'm a little sketched. I don't know. Like I, I thought he was from like Canada. Like it, I thought it said that one time I was reading his like yeah because his dad was body. playing in Canada when he was born, right? Yeah, yeah. but his dad's Dominican, so he plays for D- Dominican.
1: I think. Oh, yeah, you get the whole father or
0: son. Yeah, that's how know. they've been doing it this year. It's so weird. Like, all these guys should be on Team USA. I'm yeah. like, get off, bro.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, it, it helps make it more fair. To, like,
0: Dude, you... Lance Lynn just dominated the first inning, though, bro. Like, dominated. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Sat him down, one, two, three, Freeman and O'Neill included. I'm telling you, dude, if they would have just done what I said with the pitching, we might have had a, a really, really, undefeated. really you, good you, We could go undefeated if they would have fucking, yeah. Now we got to hope for a three and one with Lynn on the mound today and Michaelis in a couple days, dude. I'm, I actually think we can um, both of those two guys. I just wish they wouldn't have pitched Nick Martinez. That's all.
1: <laughs> all right, but well, we're about fifty seconds away from a ninety-minute segment.
0: That's perfect. So any any last closing thoughts? Ninety minutes is is really long. No one's ever going to get to this point in the episode. That's why I didn't care that I went off topic. But yeah, anything last or <laughs> nah? Let's 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 beat those moose fuckers. Let's beat them moose knuckles. What? Fuckers. Okay. <laughs> moose
1: fuckers. Moose fuckers. Go get these. Double double. Go find a moose and stick a pecker in her, eh?
0: <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and we're posting this episode. So, filtered content, guys. Uh, right. I heard about Deshaun Watson <laughs> talking about mooses. Uh, yeah. Getting
1: raped right, by Canadian dick.
0: All righty, then we're going to close it on that note, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Check us out on Instagram at Sports Bar Jockeys and uh, keep up with the content. Uh, We'll be back in a day or a few days with some more uh, talk about NFL free agency and baseball, specifically the WBC Yeah, when we get to
1: WBC round two and free agency actually starts in the 15th. These are like verbal agreements. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Stupid, stupid. It's like March Madness, March Madness.
1: March. Oh, yeah. March
0: Madness. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, thanks y'all for listening and uh, we'll see you next time on